You're listening to Leading the Way. Leading the Way is a production of Jaguar Student Media, recorded on the campus of Texas A&M University, San Antonio. For more information on Texas A&M University, San Antonio, and the surrounding area, go to mesquite-news.com. Welcome to another episode of Leading the Way. I'm Jerry Quijano, your host, here with the, the first episode of 2018. And as usual, I'm joined by Texas A&M University San Antonio President, Dr. Cynthia Teniente Matson. Dr. Matson, how are you? I'm great. I can't believe it's your first podcast of the year. I know, I know. It's You know, it's, we're looking at the, at the end of February now. You've been a busy person since <laughs> know, the end of November, you yes. know? Can you just talk a little bit about some of the things that have happened since the last time we spoke? Well, sure. Uh, in December, I became chairwoman of the Tricentennial, the 300 here in San Antonio, and it has certainly kept me busy in many different directions. On top of that, we had a fabulous December graduation towards the end of the holiday. Um, and I had out-of-town family in for the holidays. So it's just been a busy time of the year. And and now that we're into the end of February, it already feels like, uh, you know, spring break will be here and then we'll be looking at fall semester. So I'm trying to slow the year down. It's just that I'm not being very successful. It's hard. It's hard, especially with the, a schedule like yours. You know, I was, just, I was talking to Cavett earlier I met somebody yesterday who said, oh, your university president spoke at an event that we were at. And then I saw my old boss from my internship, and he said, oh, I saw your president uh, <laughs> at the New Year's celebration. And uh-huh. I'm like, man, y'all are seeing her more than I've seen her. You know, she's <laughs> everywhere. She's moving so fast. But that's awesome. Um, you know, there's a lot of really good things going on. And there is. And it's, it's very evident if you follow, like, your news feed. You know, mm-hmm. the Texas A&M University of San Antonio is in so many different places doing so many different things. You know, it's a very yeah. exciting time. Yeah, so there's that old commercial, well before your time. You've come a long way, baby. And that's where we are. We've come a long way, and we're, we're pushing forward with great enthusiasm. The students, you know, I was just in, um, smiling on my drive back up. I was a few minutes late coming back to campus, and I saw a group of maybe three students or so wearing their 2021, t- you know, their shirts. And it just made me smile to see that uh, – the range of students that are on our campus now and what they're doing and what they're experiencing. So it's a good time. It's a very good time. You know, I I think last semester we talked a few times about the new students who are on campus and and their adjustment period. And now it used to be that I would see uh, maybe like three or four students and remember them. But the freshmen that are here now, I see Mm -hmm. them everywhere. Mm -hmm. And now I've seen them in a few classes. I see them in Madla. They're always Mm -hmm. in the cafeteria Mm -hmm. in the morning. Yeah. It's it's really incredible to have a community that right. is always on campus. It feels uh, the campus is always alive yeah. because of that. You yes. know, they're always active. They've got early classes. Yep. They've got late classes. They hang out in the game room. Yeah. It's and it's really thriving. Rec sports. You know, last night I was on campus. I don't know about nine o'clock or so, and rec sports was out there playing. So they had the field lit up, and you could hear the sounds of activity and the whistles blowing. So there is something always going on in there. That particular group is not just resident students, it's resident students and commuter students. So it's really brought a livelihood to the whole community for those that were here before. And for community members, like we were talking off air today, we had the CPS Energy Symposium. And for community members, when they come on campus, they're just wowed at what's happening here and the enthusiasm. Yesterday, I visited with a prospective student who's looking at us from California. And he was looking at us and a a couple of other universities um, and told me, he said, I really, I can't believe the energy and the vibrancy. It wasn't what I expected 
when I looked at everything and what I thought about it. And he was coming here with an interest in our cyber program and got a chance to meet with one of our faculty. So students are coming from all over. This was a student that if he commits, will commit to the fall of 18 class. So the class of 2022 from California. And we'd be in his top three choices of universities that he's looking at. One of my uh, really good friends who I uh, know from family he got accepted yesterday. He got his um, I Am a Jaguar mm-hmm. scroll. Yes, you yes, know, he posted, yes. His mom posted a picture. She was very proud of him. So that was an awesome moment. Um, I've seen people with those from UTSA, UIW right. for yeah. so many years. And to see people that I actually know who are excited mm-hmm. to be coming to school here, it was yeah. a new experience. Well, people like you are building a great legacy here. So keep doing what you're doing and promoting our university. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, speaking of the university, the university is going to be launching a new campaign, I read, uh, yes. on a mission. There's yes. going to be some signs on campus, some updates on the TV screens throughout campus, but there's also going to be a new commercial that's going to be coming on soon. Yes, it's out now. It's out, okay. So, you know, when you think about, and you understand this as a communications major, you know, we really took a hard revisit at our brand, our brand in general. And, of course, we're very fortunate that most people in America know Texas A&M. They might not know Texas A&M San Antonio, but they resonate with Texas A&M University. So we really felt like we needed to launch what is Texas A&M University San Antonio. And we went on, a, on an exploration with a consultant and several people from our, our marketing team and really a cross-campus conversation to help us think through um, much deeper than what you're going to see in the tagline, but our brand pillars, our brand story, and what do we want our legacy to become over the next five years as we look at our strategic plan, but also how we message and position ourselves in the community, just like any other business would do that you're studying. And at the end, you come up with something, it's simple. And that's what everyone says, right? Keep it simple. How does it look on a postage stamp sort of thing? And the consultants presented several concepts, but the on a mission is the one that resonated. And when when I saw the presentation and listened to the words, it was so simple. I almost kicked myself, like, why didn't we come up with that on our own? But it is so perfect for us. So the tag, the new tagline that embodies our four brand pillars that, that take into account everything that's important to us at Texas A&M University San Antonio is can be personified with on a mission. And then it's there's any number of other words that can follow after that. So on a mission to be a better you, on a mission to serve the community, on a mission to be career ready. You know, whatever your focus is when you come to A&M San Antonio, you're on a mission both metaphorically as well as physically. And the thing I love the most about On a Mission is uh, I looked at every other logo in San Antonio from our um, sister universities as well as within the A&M system. And the On a Mission just resonates with where we are geographically more than anything we could have come up with uh, otherwise. And so it just hit me in so many different ways about why this makes sense for us right now. So you'll see that on our new commercials, our new uh, banner ads, billboards. Probably you've seen it on the signboards that are outside now. They're on a mission. And it also resonates well with our military community, our military embracing uh, focus to have that tie back in in, in any number of ways. So I see students doing really cool things with that on a mission, as well as faculty and staff. Yeah, like you said, now that you've explained a little bit, seems to make so much sense. You know, the one that really jumped out to me was the geographical location Mm -hmm. and the missions. And Mm -hmm. something that people tell me when they come to visit the campuses, it's so beautiful, you know, like the architecture, you can tell that Mm -hmm. they're really working to to stay 
in line with what's already on the south side. Right. So that's what really stood out to me is like, oh, on a mission, you know, that yeah. that it's it, it, like you said, it's almost so simple that yeah. it's like, how do we not think of that? How before? do we not think of that? Yeah, exactly. Well, that's why we go through these exercises. So people that are from the outside looking in can help us see this going forward. It's our job to bring it to life, but it was someone else's job to help us find that pathway. Absolutely. Absolutely. So this on a mission, does it is it really focused on future students who are coming? Is it also applied to even the students who are already here? I see it resonating with everyone. And so as we release and launch, which is underway now, like I said, on our on our te- television commercials and such, we want students to use it. We want alumnus to use it. We want our faculty and staff to think about on a mission. And, and you all will come up with things that I can't imagine. Um, so there'll be some brand guidelines. But yes, we want our on-campus students to use it. We, you know, when you think about community service, you know, on a mission to serve our community. And that can tag around like the Choose Act Impact Day that we just had last weekend. So it will resonate with any number of, of opportunities on campus as you think about Welcome Week, as you think about when we invite students to join in clubs and activities, you know, those sort of emergent things, it'll fit all over. So students will do things that I think will be quite ingenious. That's wonderful. It sounds like it's, uh, like you said, ingenious, I think mm-hmm. is a pretty good word. Mm-hmm. It's just leaving, there's a mission, I mean, there's a space before and after to create mm-hmm. something with it. You know, it's it's a really cool Really cool launch. Yes. So uh, we've been cel- there's been a number of events that have been happening on campus to celebrate African American History Month, and also uh, tricentennial yes. events. You know, yes. one of the things that we had was last Thursday, uh, Dr. Everett Fly was on campus. He gave uh, he gave a lecture to a pretty packed house in Vista Room. I, don't, I can't remember ever going to a presentation up there that was that uh-huh. packed. You know, there was a lot of seats yeah. when I first got there. It was like wow, it was pretty empty. When it came time for the lecture, it was packed in there. You know, uh-huh. can you just talk about that event a little bit? So Everett Fly is uh, working. is a prominent African American member of our community here in San Antonio, and he has uh, pretty much a single focus in on all the things that he's doing. He's really working to connect African American history or African history um, to San Antonio and trying to tell the untold story. And he happens to be working with a student intern of ours, as well as, uh, her name is Mariah, Mariah Torres, as well as uh, Professor Barragon, Phyllis Barragon in the History Department, and our provost, Dr. Michael Bryan, on uh, exploring, first of all, our um, cemetery that's here on campus as part of the Mitchell Mowerman estate. Uh, but also others around the community. And so I I came to understand that there are a number of, I wouldn't say abandoned, but maybe uh, not as cared for African-Americans burial sites that exist in San Antonio that we don't know about. And unfortunately, the records are not very clear for African-American slaves in particular and their descendants. And so he has been exploring you know, the artifacts, the archives, the, uh, the records that exist, oral histories, et cetera, um, to put together pieces of history so that we have a more rich history that we can document. And that's what universities do is, is to help bring this research to light and to tell these stories. And so that's what he was sharing, um, what, he's, what he's doing now and he's studied, you know, many communities. He's he has a, a foundation grant from I believe it's the University of North Carolina. He's got a grant that is helping him fund this work, and he's got scholars that are working with him there in North Carolina because he's doing work outside of Texas as well. But what he's got is lens really focused as part of the tricentennial, and it's been 
part of his life legacy anyway, but we're trying to highlight what he's doing as part of the tricentennial. And that's what the lecture was all about. And I think the history faculty and some of the political science faculty and others that uh, their course content related to understanding uh, the African-American history brought their classes. And so that allowed for a pretty rich discussion, I think good questions, but also gave our student intern the opportunity to present what she has found and what she has learned, which I think helps spark learning and creativity for other students who get to understand the great experiences you can have if you put yourself out there for internships and research. And this is a typical undergraduate research project. That's great. That's I cool. hope that we can have more, um, you know, with the uh, tricentennial celebration, mm -hmm. it would be awesome to have more speakers like that, you know, people who can connect some right. of the things that we're learning about to the history of our city. We have about a half a dozen or so approved tricentennial events well before I became chair that uh, we had put in through the normal pipeline and a couple more that may crop up. So during Founders Week, which uh, here on campus, I think it's May 3rd, we will have a large Founders Day event uh, that will be open to the entire community. It's just a few days after festival, that, after Fiesta, after Festival de Cascarones. So campus is going to be busy and packed, and everybody's going to be tired but, but happy to have these celebrations going on. Awesome. Well, you mentioned that uh, something about research, uh, you know, building, having these opportunities for students to learn, having opportunities for students to research. Uh, the Presidio Gallery, the yes. Texas A&M is connected with, it's going to be opening. There's going to be an opening on Thursday, right? Right. It's already, it's been open with this, um, the collection is called, or the exhibit is called uh, San Antonio Crossroads, uh, you know, th at the 300 mm -hmm. year, basically. And I took a tour in early January, and I actually was there today. Um, and yes, so we're doing a formal launch on Thursday. So they were in there today hanging some additional portraits and paintings and such. So it's a great time to do this given it's the, um, you know, the, there's some celebrations going on this week for the Alamo and the reenactment of the Alamo battles, et cetera. So the timing is good. And this coming next weekend, actually, March 9th and 10th, the Canary Islanders, the descendants of the Canary Islanders, are also hosting as part of the Tricentennial. They do this every year, but as part of the Tricentennial, a reenactment of their landing in San Antonio. And there's about 40 or 50 government officials and delegates that are coming from the Canary Islands to San Antonio wow. to participate in this. So Saturday the 10th, we're having a special tour for the Canary Islanders that are here in the Presidio Gallery after the reenactment, which is going to occur on Main Plaza, right across the street there, to come in and visit the exhibition and see what we have there. And we will have some artifacts from the Canary Islanders themselves, their descendants that are going to be uh, displayed in the exhibit. So there's a lot of uh, tying things together. We have students that work there as well in the archives that are working with Leslie Stapleton and our, our new archivist there as well. So lots of cool things happening around history, education, the tricentennial. And for Texas A&M students, do they just, is it free access to Absolutely. gain access? Yes, they can go anytime that it's, it's open traditional hours, eight to five. But for students that are studying or doing particular research topics, um, you can make an appointment and they'll see you outside of those hours. But you can sit down one-on-one -on -one with the archivist and go through documents or records or bring your, your class assignment and have them uh, give you some guidance and support on how you can find materials so you've got primary research going on as you're writing or exploring whatever you're doing. Awesome. Well, that's great. Well, Dr. Manson, thank you again for meeting with me. I really of appreciate course, it. It was course. good to see you. It's good to see you too. And we'll see you on the next time. All righty. Take care. You just heard Leading the Way. 
Leading the Way is recorded on the campus of Texas A&M University, San Antonio. Produced by students of the communication program in conjunction with Jaguar Student Media. For more information on Texas A&M University, San Antonio, and the surrounding area, go to mesquite-news.com.